Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Latif, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, and this is episode 139. Hoping you guys are doing well. Um, Staying healthy, staying home if possible. Um, I think a lot of people by now are probably getting fed up with this crap. In the beginning, it was cute. It was cute. It was different. Except for the people that were, you know, getting sick and dying, and that's never cute. So I'm not even, my head's not there. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about everything else. The fact that we have to, they're telling us to stay home. That's crazy. The whole planet is quarantined, basically, you know? Um, It's just really, really strange to even think about it. It's like some, um, like this shit belongs in a movie, you know? And um, and then you go out and you see people with face masks and you see people don't want to touch other people. And now you're seeing television commercials of people. And what's so crazy is that, you know, a television commercial, commercial takes time to make. So it kind of tells you that this has been going on for a while. Now you're starting to see tele- uh, television commercials where... You know, the parents are bringing the kids over to see grandma. Grandma gets to hug them through a glass wall with some arm, like rubber arm. It's just weird, man. Just some sci-fi shit, man, for real. Um, You know, I mean, the experience, you know, I guess like any experience is an experience. You know, I don't know what to call it, a good experience, an interesting experience, exciting experience part of the journey but then when we get people who get sick and people pass away because of this thing um then you kind of don't want to look at it like that anymore you know um almost like when people talk about war they talk about you know how it was what they were when they went to war and this and that you know and then that's the exciting part what they did and you know yeah we had to you know i had to sleep in the jungle and that but then you look at the other part of the war when so many people would you know died you know so many people died um so it's 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 crazy um one of the things that that's been getting me lately quite a bit and um i don't really talk about this publicly because um i guess it's Facing truth, you know, in in my family, my mother had, was it seven sisters and one brother? And my mother was the youngest. And um, all except one have passed away. And the one that didn't pass away is 93. She has been a part of... The ending, this is what's so crazy. She's been the p- a part of the ending of all of her siblings. She spent time with them. 
she was there um she took care of a lot of them my mom included and my other aunt as well so now she's 93 years old her brother and her sisters are no longer here at this point 93 years old every minute counts every minute of your life counts at this point and to spend it in quarantine, to spend it not being able to be around your family, touch your family, hug your family, go out to eat with your family. You know, a lot of us don't, who, a lot of us who are quarantined with our family. Now, my kids are elsewhere, so I'm okay with it because that's where they're at. And then I have my wife and I have Santana here. Um, so I'm, I'm handling that part okay. But now my aunt, she's here with, you know, where we live, a few minutes away. And my cousin Lily lives right next door. And I know she gets worried about my cousin as well, you know. She has health issues. Um, we try to go see her whenever we can. We went by today. We went... We had to go shopping, so of course we called her up to uh, ask her if she needed anything. And yeah, she she used it. she doesn't like to bother anymore anymore. We gotta kind of force it out of her. So, but when she sees us, she gets really choked up, and I have to kind of look away because I get choked up too. I come from a very emotional family, but to cry babies, and yeah, I'm one. And when I see her, um, and her, her kids are all over the place. She has one in Vegas, another one in California, one in New York, and the other one, the closest one, is in Raleigh. Um, but it's still over three hours away. But they all come to see her when they can. So it's not like nobody's come. Every Each and every one of them have been here. So, um, but you look at the situation... And I don't want to be numb to it. I, well, I can't because, and I never want to think the worst. But, you know, at 93 years old, you know, you kind of mentally prepared. Yeah, you want them to live till they're 120 years old. You know what, nowadays, that's very possible. I mean, I think it's possible for her to live like that. But I think in her mind sometimes she, you know, she kind of, like, she thinks she overstayed her welcome. This, this is what I get from it. This is the way it feels to me. Like, she feels like she overstayed her welcome. Like, why did everybody go and she was left? You know? And, you know, God can only... And listen, I would love to have my mom here. But there's a reason why she went before my aunt. Whatever that reason was, God knows what that, what that, what that reason is. You know? So we saw her today and, yeah, she got choked up. And, you know, we try to make promises like, well, how much can we promise? You know, Didi, don't worry, this is going to be over real soon. We'll be able to, we're going to have a cookout this summer. And, and just thinking about me saying this, and then I pray and say, please allow this to happen. You know, because I've spoken to you guys many times about regret. And I don't want to have any regret, especially for something I might say. 
Now my intentions are are good, so you know, you know, the, the, on the positive note, she's pretty healthy. I mean, for her age, I mean, she she actually still drives. Did you wait? Hold up! Did everybody hear me? She still drives. Okay, <laughs> so um, right before the whole pandemic uh, kicked in, uh, and Angel's been stressing me about it, but um. I just I'm praying for the opportunity, but I do want to grab my my cameras and I do want to go over there and I want to record go over there a couple hours per day for maybe two or three days and just try to get as much information as I possibly can because she is the link to our family. If there's anything we need to know or our kids or grandkids, um she has the, the information. Listen, my father isn't here anymore. Neither are his brothers or his mom, my grandmother, grandfather. We have nobody. Nobody who knows um, what my family was like. So I lost that and I have regrets. I can't. I can't say much, you know, what should I have been asking? Now, my, my uncle was the was the one that stayed with us the longest. Uh, well, actually, we had two, my Uncle Willie, uh, which we actually took care of till he passed, and my Uncle Eddie, who I was um, in touch with in New York, and um, he was the one everybody used to say resembled me the most, but uh, we wound up connecting um, when I got older. You know, I didn't see him as a kid. Uh, you know, the Mercado thing, man, the, Mikados had their own lives and the kids weren't that important. Now, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was alcohol. So, um, because I didn't find any of them bad people. Not at all. They were good people. They were educated. They just had issues. Except my uncle. My uncle, um, Eddie, was actually a bartender. was the only one that didn't drink. Everyone else drank. My father and Uncle George... I think Uncle Joe's was the youngest. Uh, they were the worst. They had a serious problem. Um, but I have no information. Like I know my father was in the service. I'm not sure where. Was he? Was he in the army? You know? Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, my grandfather. You know, people tell me that he was um, a club promoter. They promoted clubs, nightclubs, shows and nightclubs. That that would be extremely interesting. I mean, it's right up the ball ballpark, right in the ballpark of what I do. That would have been incredible, you know? Uh, but I would never know for sure. What did my grandmother do? You know, what was her life about? You know? Um, I didn't really ask my mother anything about my father, so I didn't know much there. Um, so it's crazy, you know, and, and, you know, just as a heads up, man, anybody who's listening to this, if you have elders in your family, you know, write down a list of questions. doesn't have to be in any kind of order. could be you. And let them talk. They love to talk. They love to, because you never know when you're going to need this stuff. Not, not needed to the point where you're doing a book report, but, you know, when your kids or grandkids get older, they, they might ask questions. And it's, it's kind of cool to know this stuff. It kind of tells where we come from, you know. 
My last name, this is what's so funny. This is weird. Okay. So, my entire life, what I've done, my entire life, is I've always sold. As a booking agent, I sold performances. I've sold other things in the back back in the days. I've sold drugs. <laughs> I've sold. <laughs> I've sold. You know, um, and um, sold my services myself. Um, not my services like I was a, a hoe or anything like that. I'm saying you know, um, in the business, in the business, you know. Uh, myself as a road manager, as a manager, again as an agent. Um, <clears throat> my last name, Mercado, in Spanish means market. And the people that work at a market are usually salespeople. And a lot of times our names divide from something that we were, that our family represented. That's how that worked. Like, if your last name was Smith, there's a good chance it's way back that your family back in the days was either blacksmith or gunsmith. Um, the word mocado is in Spanish, so it, that alone tells you that the name goes back to a Spanish origin. Um... If your name was Johnson, they used to go by the by the by your father's name, so you would be the son of John. So that's how Johnson or Jackson, you'd be the son of Jack. Robinson, you was the son of Robin. Um, so uh, that's how those uh, surnames uh, came about. And um, you can really look look at the origin of your name. And people didn't just get names. You didn't. You weren't named. Just oh, you know what? I'm gonna just name you Mercado. No, they took the name from whatever it was you did for as a trade, you know, uh, or something you represented or something that they knew you by. Your name was Green. You probably wore green. You know, Mr. You know, Mr. White. <laughs> you know, maybe you wore white. You know, maybe you, you, you thought you were white. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But this is, it's very fascinating, very fascinating. Um, a lot of times you could Google your last name, you could find the origin. And then at that point, because you might not find any ties, but if you, if you dig deep enough, and you probably can't at this point dig that deep, um, but somehow, some way, your name ties to something about your family. So... Uh, very interesting stuff, but if you have elders in your family or people who can at least answer some questions, because sometimes if you get the answers to some questions, it makes it easier to dig even deeper at another time when you want. So when those people aren't around anymore, at least you have, um, at least you have some information, you know, you don't have to, uh, to guess or go to Ancestry.com or anything like that, you know, so, but yeah, anyway, yes, yeah, so I want to bring that up because, you know, like I said, I saw my aunt today and she was choked up and 
I, it just makes me, it just breaks my heart, you know? And, you know, I, I know if I was at that age, it's like every second would count. And the uh, last thing I want to do is, is be confined to my, to my apartment. When you're younger, you could do that. That's not a big problem. You know, you could probably even enjoy that. But at that age, especially if you're at that age and you're, you're healthy and you can move around, you have the ability to move around, you know? So, but anyway, um, yes, I just want to talk to you guys about that. That was something that kind of hit me today. Uh, Another thing, too, because we went and grabbed some, we grabbed a couple pizzas, um, which is right around where my daughter-in-law lives with the babies, while the grandchildren have not seen them in a while. And so we drove over there, and we called her, and we brought her a pie. We had to bring it to, like, they, they have it. Where she's at, it's like um, it's like a development. Uh, development. Uh, what they're doing is they're prepping her for, her for another apartment, and she's just getting her stuff together. She's getting life together, and she's doing great. She's doing wonderful, and the kids are looking great. But we haven't seen them in so long, and uh, since this started, and when I saw them, they came up to me, and I kind of messed up, and I grabbed them. And I just couldn't help it. And the ladies that work in the office, they stepped out of the office. And they looked at me. And then Danielle, because we have Santana with us, so, you know, she kind of she felt it. You know, she kind of broke down. And I understand. I mean, we got her daughter. And she knows her daughter's fine. So her daughter's safe. But <sighs> that kind of, that messed with me too, you know. I'm glad we went over there and... You know, I hope none of us are affected by the hug, but I had to. I just, like, I forgot, man. Like, I really wasn't thinking. Like, I, they came to me. I couldn't, I couldn't not grab them, you know? So I just want this shit to be over already. That, that's the part, you know? Everything else, listen, if I knew that, you know, okay, all right, you know what? Uh, we tested your arm. We tested your cousin. And we tested your, in, your daughter-in-law and your, and your grandkids. Everybody there is good. Well, you know what? That's all I need. I don't need to touch my friends right now. I don't need to. I don't need to do anything else. The rest of my family are good. They're with their families. We're all good. But you know, my daughter's in Germany. I'm not gonna see her now. And my son is uh, unoccupied. He's unavailable at the moment. So uh, I'm not gonna see him either right now. So. Um, but I know they're okay, so that's that works for me. So, but um, yeah, it's crazy. Not trying to be depressive, but it was a good day, you know. Did a little shopping, haven't had pizza in a while. Got some pizza, and checking out that show, The Deuce. It's on HBO. If nobody's seen it, you might want to check it out. It looks good so far. We won't, Damn, episodes are long. Like, hour and a half episodes, but we kind of got through one of them. I do. Like, one a night. I can't spend that much time watching TV. But uh, other than that, you know, everything else was, was, was cool. Everything else is good. Um, I have no complaints. I have no complaints. I have uh, some new projects that I'm going to start kicking off of, uh, start getting involved with uh, next week. I already started this week, but uh, I'll be paid basically on top of them by next week because a few things opened up for me, so I'm able to kind of get the ball rolling again. And um, so that way, I don't have to wait. 
and uh, but that's it. So anyway, listen. So I'm gonna cut it down, guys. I I appreciate you listening in. Um, I'll definitely feel a lot better tonight because I I did speak about this. I did talk about to my wife about it as well. Um, but the podcast has a different level of comfort for me. Different level because. I know there are people listening. So, whereas my my wife, I can talk to her, and she shares it with me, because it's the same people. Um, when I share it with you guys, people on the podcast, it's a different level of comfort, because you don't know my aunt. Um, and at the same time. Maybe, maybe I said something that might trigger it for you. Maybe there's an elder in your family. If you really think about it, there's one there. And they don't have to be 93. They could be 53. They could be 63. Find that elder of your family. Reach out. Ask a few questions. You know, and and um, and they'll be more than happy to, to talk about it. You know, and, and tell them you want to be open. You know, there was crimes committed, whatever. You know, you want to know these things. I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I hope my family wasn't involved. Like nothing, like really uh, dark and sinister. You know, I don't want that. I really don't want no murderers or freaking rapists. I mean, a murderer depends on what the situation is. If they were a part of gangs and that happened, well, okay. I can understand the situation. Definitely nothing with rape or anything like that. I would not want to know any any information like that. But, um, however, if, if, if it did happen, I guess I would want to know. You know what? What I'm saying is I hope that's not the situation. But, yeah, I, I would want to know. I would want to know. I would, I would need to know. I think it would be important. So, But, you know, maybe tomorrow morning you guys could reach out, you know, think about who you have in your in your family, in your life, and reach out, see how they're doing. Ask them something. Ask them something um, that heads back in your area. Ask them something about your grandmother or something about your mom or your dad or um, somebody. You know, there's we have questions. What did they do for a living? You know, that's always interesting. What they do, for, what they do for a living. I love hearing those stories, man. It's fascinating. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, my my mother uh, delivered watermelons. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right, that's it, guys. Um, I'm gonna shut down. I appreciate it. it's pouring over here. It's supposed to rain for the next five days. I'm actually in the garage right now. I, I decided. Not to go out because I want to sit down. I want to go stand outside. and uh, But it's comfortable. I'm good. Five days rain. I'm good with that. As long as my uh, my roof doesn't leak. I'm cool, man. I love it. So, But anyway, uh, I'm feeling good. I hope you guys are feeling good as well. Be cool. And until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.